0: this episode of the podcast, we take a look towards the bottom of the Premier League table as the fight for survival starts to heat up. Also, Jurgen Klopp, Granit Xhaka, football ownership, Jordan Pickford, and yes, the Manchester Derby. So sit back, relax, crack open a cold one. We are 4M1T.
1: You know, as long as I've as long as I can remember, back to my childhood, if a player is in shit form, they're shit until they play it and that's where they find the form again. So Kai <laughs> Havertz just falls straight into that that bracket of somebody found his feet yet, but then as a blinder against Everton, it's always happened against Everton. Abba yeah. Yang, if he wasn't finding form, he'd be banging <laughs> three or four pasters. David David Louise. My class against
0: us when we play Arsenal. Sensational, one. Yeah. We'll, we'll go to that Arsenal game, bringing a Aubameyang and David Louise up. I'm assuming everyone saw the um, the Burnley goal. No. Nope. no Didn't
2: know what
1: was it like? No. So, yes, it did.
0: Uh, Arsenal for, and everything that Arteta's doing at that football club is they're playing nice football. They're trying to play off in the back and Granit Xhaka decided to play a ball right across his box, seven yards out, and got it completely wrong and it just hit Chris Wood in the hip and went in.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: but it's the, the only team in world
3: football that yeah. that could happen to.
0: Oh, God, yeah. I, but it was the final 15 minutes were just honestly... that The final 15 minutes of that game were insanity. I think Arsenal at the post, Eric Peters probably should have had a penalty against him. Then he got sent off and then got it got overruled by VAR because he blocked it with his shoulder rather than um, rather than his arm, you've just seen it. If you just see it, it's comical, isn't it? I've just seen it. It's yeah. comical. They are like that Arsenal team at the moment. Um, I'm using this as a cheap plug if you've not realised, by the way, that we've just really an interview with an Arsenal fan. Chris did a fantastic job <laughs> uh, speaking with Gav from Two Up Top Football, uh, which is a great listen. Uh, we've done a few of them now. Going speaking to these foreign fans, I know we've got a few more up in the uh, foreign fans. Rival fans. Fucking no. I've got foreign footy <laughs> on, on the brain. <laughs> um these rival fans. Well, we could get some foreigners on, why not? Um but yeah, I don't know where you boys sit with Arsenal at the moment. Um I know Dale you've been a massive advocate for Arsenal and some of its players. <laughs> um where where do they finish?
2: they're out on cold, aren't they? I mean, the they got a nice nice result last was it last weekend against Leicester away um and but you know you know going away to burnley is never it's never straightforward there is it it's it, no. it, it is a tough place to go you know the even the top teams they they struggle but burnley usually very you know they're very organized you know sean dyche has, has got them you know, very well structured uh defend you know as a unit um so it's always it's always a tough game especially at turf more but Arsenal at the minute for me are just just blowing hot and cold. Uh, it's I'm looking where they are now. They're currently sitting tenth, twelve points behind Chelsea in fourth. It's probably, I, I I think Arsenal are probably about where they should be in my opinion. I agree with the start that they had, sort of the the inconsistencies. Um, Tenth spot at the minute is is probably about right to be honest. They're, you look at the teams that were above them: Villa, Spurs, Everton, West Ham. You know, Chelsea. Yeah, I, I do feel that they they well the table says it all, doesn't it? You know, yeah, they have the table been, doesn't they, lie. They, they, the, the Table doesn't lie. Yeah, they have been the better team so far, and I, I, I do think Arsenal are probably about right where they are at the minute. Will they finish there? Hmm. I, I, they might move up a couple of spots, maybe eighth. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. I, I can't really see them going really any higher than that.
0: No, no, me neither. Speaking of the table, Lee, I'm going to come to you with this one, mate. Mm.
2: Uh,
0: with I don't want to talk about Fulham just yet because we're going to save the big boys to near the end of the podcast. So I want to focus a bit on the bottom of the table. With Fulham's win, though, this is putting Newcastle <laughs> in serious, serious yeah. danger what on earth is happening
3: yeah it's i mean it's mad um newcastle have slept walked into a relegation battle that they didn't need to be in um and i think that they've only got well i say they've only got themselves to blame they've been incredibly unlucky with some injuries the past few days or past few weeks sorry um i i saw a horrendous stat uh, at the start of the game uh, against West Brom the other day. And it was the only player in Newcastle United's starting team to have a shot on target in the last six games was Jeff Hendrick. Oh. <laughs> now that is relegation fodder. <laughs>
1: like,
3: hmm. I mean, when those are your odds, it's not looking good for you. And to be honest with you, I think that Fulham are looking really good. Um, For everyone that um, kept their eye on our social media the other day, Mm -hmm. um, I saw Liverpool's team and I put out saying, look at the state of that Liverpool team, put your money on Fulham. And that wasn't just because of how bad Liverpool are at the minute. It was to credit Fulham because they've been brilliant. Um, And they're, well, they're within a point They're level now, I think, with uh, Brighton and they're a point behind Newcastle. And Newcastle had almost the safety of being like, well, there's three worse teams than us in the Premier League. So we've just got to drag ourselves out till the end of the season somehow uh, and then try and get this legal dispute over the line with the, the takeover that they're still going through or allegedly. And that is a big legal issue, apparently. Our know, mate Ian keeps going on about this big sports lawyer <laughs> that he's just learnt about, but now knows everything about. Um, I can say what I want about him. He do not listen anyway, to so, why. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, th- I think they've kind of like rested the laurels on trying to get through to the end of the season. We're hoping that three teams are going to be worse than them, and they were up to a point, but they've caught up with them now, and Newcastle just are in deep, deep shit.
0: I was about Until to ask you then. Do, do, you think, do you think the the takeover or collapse has just affected? Because for me, as a as an amateur player, it's hard to imagine a takeover affecting on the pitch performances. But we see it so much, don't we? That teams mm-hmm. are expecting this money to come in, and then when it doesn't, or there's debates or disputes, it does affect the teams on pitch. Do you reckon that this has really like this has affected them?
3: It's hard to say in it because. You're right. I mean, we can't say unless we're actually in that position. But I guess the speculation comes with, right, well, if the takeover goes through, am I being sold? Am I going to get a new contract? Will the manager change? Will we have something changing internally, the structure, even things down to am I coach is going to be kept i really like my goalkeeping coach is he going to be kept on is he going to be sacked are they going to bring in a new manager who with a new backroom staff um and there could also be the negative side of it they could have all been buzzing and looking forward to that takeover happening and then it falls through and they're like oh shit like we thought we were going to get like x amount of millions for reinforcements in the summer that's not going to come anymore so that's extra pressure on me to perform um there's extra pressure on us to stay up if we don't stay up then we lose the objectives of the team we don't get the finances coming through of staying in the league like it probably does affect people in a load of different ways i guess from us like, if it was me my company was being taken over then yeah the uncertainty would definitely come in like what if they wow. want to install their new marketing team for example that's not it's not yeah. got me in it like you'd be shitting yourself with it. with football it's like different because they signed up to contracts that are sort of a set amount of time but they could still just get rid of them if they didn't want them or if they just put them in the reserves until their contract expires so yeah i think it probably has affected them quite a lot and a lot will ride on whether they stay in the premier league i think because mike ashley will be thinking Shit, if they go down their value goes through the floor mm. so then they're in the, the the ping pong battle of coming back, yo-yoing sorry back up and down again and where, where, what do you do with Newcastle at the minute? Like They've got no transfer window coming up that they can salvage themselves with. The manager doesn't seem to be doing anything with the team. Uh, they're looking in a very, very deep trouble at the minute. And if Fulham pull the finger out, N- Newcastle and Brighton are the two that could fill that spot. And at the minute, it looks like it could be Newcastle because Brighton are getting unlucky with results. Yeah. Um. But it, the unluckiness won't last forever. They'll they'll get a few eventually. Go with them. Go for them. So it's precarious. Uh. I don't know how it's going to play out. It's going to be an interesting end of the season for them. I, I hope mean, Newcastle stay up. Personally, like obviously, I've I've got an affinity to Newcastle because of my dad, but they, it's not looking good.
0: No. I, I made a ball to Damon yesterday uh, in another group chat. And I basically said, I I genuinely think Fulham are going to stay up. I think I think the they are getting results now that they've deserved the football that they've been playing and full credit's got to go to Scott Parker because yeah. they, they've stuck to it and they've stuck with the guns. They've not tried to play any differently and they're finally getting some sort of results. So just picking up a point here and there three against Liverpool, you know, as much as we laughed at that Liverpool team, still champions, still fighting for the top four. So for a team that was dead and buried after a week, you know I mean, in their mind, they are. In, that, in their mind. And in every pundit's mind, they're still fighting for the top four. Play every it, pundit's
1: you like. wrong.
0: Well, yeah, we, we know the <laughs> pundits are wrong. They're all fucking idiots. Um, but, yeah, I can't see... I'm with you. I think Brighton have been very unlucky. I think they'll turn it around. I think Burnley, Burnley are only four points ahead of Fulham. But I back Burnley to stay up. Out of the next 10 games, I back yeah, Burnley to get more points than most of the rest of them. Southampton are in precarious position. They're only six points clear. For a team that was once top of the Premier League this season,
2: yeah. they,
0: they could yeah. potentially be dragged. I don't think they will, but they could potentially get dragged in. Um, But, yeah, no, I fear that if Fulham pick up the way they are doing, which I think they will, I think it's going to be Newcastle that takes our spot. Yeah. Which is no, not looking at A club like Newcastle.
2: Well, they they've got uh, they've got Wilson, Aldermaeron, Saint Maximin all out till April. Oof.
1: I That's believe their three top attacking players. That's the players. three best players. Yeah.
3: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So there's extra sort of say pressure, but on would you say guys like Joe Willock, who's coming on loan, he's more of a sort of up there he as looks a winger. Good in. What yeah,
0: about, yeah
2: what about, look of him. What
0: about Golinton? Well, I looked. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh Ali McQuest was calling him Joe Linton. <laughs> enough, <I> was, <laughs> oh,
2: good shot,
3: good effort from Linton there.
0: Yeah. I, was, <laughs> I was looking at I his. his uh, I was looking at his
2: stats because I was I'd just seeing that they they were out injured. Uh, three Premier League goals in fifty nine games over two seasons. That's he just scored. Shocking.
0: Jesse Lingard just scored. scored? yeah. <laughs> Has he? Oh. He, he, Lingard, he? His penalty
1: was saved but he scored the rebound. He's on fire, isn't he We've we mm. spoke about it in podcast the week. He just slots beautifully into that squad, doesn't he? Yeah. Sorry, Dale. Saying, Danny, oh, that's right. <laughs> oh yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, you finish uh, sorry Dale.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I I do think I, personally I do think Newcastle are in big, big trouble. Big, big trouble, uh, especially Fulham. I don't know. I don't know what he's done with Fulham, but they just seem a very hard team to beat at the minute. The picking up draws, mm. you know, a, nice, a nice cheeky win at Anfield over the weekend. Um, but they, they have, they have started to play uh, some decent football, and like I say, they they're not losing. So there's just, there's just picking up draws, but they're picking up points where Newcastle and Brighton aren't. Yeah. You know, so they, that has edged them back back into it. Um, if they can carry on with that, I mean, fair fucks to Fulham if they get out of this. Yeah. Scott Parker, he, he would have done a fantastic job. Mm. Um, I, do, I do think West Brom and Sheffield United, no chance with them. They're if 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 I was just, if I was to call it now, nah, I'd say Fulham would survive, and I would I would I would put Newcastle in that bottom three. It's going to be tough, just, isn't it? just, just, just purely with the lack of the lack of goals you've got up front now. Yeah, the I, think, I
0: think them injuries are gonna they're gonna be the biggest thing, mm. and it's happened to every club this season. Let's not get it twisted. Like we'll we'll move on to Liverpool because they are injury FC at the moment and have been all season. But the the Premier League and the FA are half to blame for this. We knew that this fixture list was going to get really congested. Mm. Once again, yeah. we we've had two games on a Monday night. What what are we doing? Like these players need rest and recovery, especially now we're going into the latter stages of the FA Cup, the Champions League, Europa League, and we've got the Euros coming up as well. Like I dread to think of the injuries next season. Mm. Like all these European players that are going far in the Champions League, and then I've got to go and play in the Euros as well. Fucking, hell, imagine Christmas next year.
1: <laughs> There'll be no one left.
0: No, it won't. It'll be fucking reserve <laughs> league.
1: Yeah, I'm seeing all these youth youth players coming through.
0: Yeah. Oh, look at these managers giving them a chance. Yeah, they've got no choice, mate.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, you could you could also argue though as well. We, we say Newcastle, for example, where they're in no they're in no cups at the minute. Yeah.
1: They're mm-hmm. out of
2: all the cups. Whereas teams like you know the, the teams higher up in the division, you know they've still got the FA Cup. They're still in Champions League. They're playing maybe twenty more games this season than say a team like Newcastle, for example who probably fell at the first hurdle in the FA Cup, whatever it was. I think they did half-decent in the League Cup, it might have been, but um, as much as the fixtures seem to have come round thick and fast, they haven't, really, they haven't really advanced any further in any of the other competitions to maybe warrant you know, um, similar comparisons to, say, a Liverpool or whatever. Yeah, where cool they played, where they played, God knows how many more more games and stuff as well in a short space of time. But I don't know. That's how I see it, anyway. No, yeah,
0: you make a great point. You really do. What was you going to say,
1: Josh, a couple of minutes ago? Uh, going back to your point about Fulham, I think I mentioned it in one of the podcasts a few weeks ago. Probably pretty soon after Everton had played Fulham, that I saw glimpses of of really really nice football from them. And they're a squad, although they're at the bottom of the table, that I really enjoy watching. Mm. I, think yeah. I do really like the football that Scott Parker's got them playing, and I have done for a long time. I know they might be on the, the bad end of a couple of results, but, you know, it's full of... They're not one of the bigger teams. They've not got the financial backing that the the top six have got. So you're expecting them to get thumped every so often. Yeah. Um, you're yeah, on a mad adventure tonight, great... mate. I know, I know. Um, yeah, but they they you know, they've brought in some good players, Scott Parker <laughs> gets some playing some great football. And and then the comparison with Newcastle, uh, you know, I watch Newcastle almost every week for Ian and the the performances. I mean, I can't talk. They battered us. Callum Wilson single-handedly dismantled Everton. But this weekend just gone. They were so bad. Yeah, it was one awful. of the most boring games of the season. I didn't, I didn't watch it. I just knew it would oh. be, so I didn't bother.
3: You didn't miss out.
1: Yeah. You <laughs> saved, saved yourself 90 minutes, mate. And even I don't even think that they had enough material for fifteen minutes half time break to talk about. <laughs> it, it was it was so poor. They were probably talking about whatever game was after it or what was before it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was it, it was it was diabolical, wasn't it, Lee? the football. Oh, it, whenever whenever there was a lovely little bit of play to create a chance, like the the attacking player just ballooned it. It was the only shot I remember that was half-decent was Joe Willock had one at the front post where yeah. he blasted it and it pulled a good save from the keeper. That that was the only chance I remember. Oh, it it wasn't It wasn't a good game. It was one that I'll quickly forget.
3: Do you know one thing that's, that I so find interesting? I did think they
1: should, about... They should go down. Sorry.
3: Yeah. One thing I think Sorry, that's Lee. interesting... I, just, just to
1: capitalise on that, they should go down.
3: Yeah. No, I think... Um, one thing I always find interesting when you watch um, teams like Newcastle and stuff is how well some of the loan signings play for them. And um, I think um, Joe Willock maybe is a testament to um, how good Arsenal um, must be or something or how good some of their academy must be in order to um, for him to go into Newcastle and like be their best player, basically. What's this?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I've just had that sent to me in in another (laughs) group. No, you're
0: right. Like it's for like, and the thing is with Joe Willock as well. He always looked good when he played for Arsenal. Mm. Like he always looked like a really tidy player. So I was quite shocked um, when he moved to Newcastle. Um, It's only going to develop him better as a professional because first team football does look at Jesse Lingard, for example. Um, He looks
3: a bit shy to me. <clears throat>
0: yeah, I think he needs thing. to believe in himself a bit more. He's mm. he's definitely got the ability. He just needs to, I think, in that kind of Newcastle setup, be a bit more selfish. Yeah. You know, you're not going to get anything by releasing the ball all the time. Go and go and take it on your own. Um, yeah. But Steve Bruce was the the key one for me during that Newcastle game because I listened to talks about this morning. They were going through his post match analysis, and apparently he said it was never going to be an entertaining game. Well. It's not going to be. It's not going to be if you if you if you go there with that mindset. Yeah, you're not going to do anything. You're the onus on you there. You're the team that desperately needs the win. West Brom are down. Yeah, you need the win. You've got to go there. You've got the better squad. Newcastle squad is not a bad team. No. When when the all right injuries, yes, a massive issue. But when they've got a full eleven, that is a good squad.
1: But Steve Bruce with the three that. But the three that Dale mentioned that are out, mm. plus the two goalkeepers, you know, there's some cracking players there. Yeah.
0: But mm-hmm. even, even right at the back as well, I really rate uh, Lascelles. I think he's got a lot of promise. John Joe is still to this day is yeah. one of the best strikers of a ball that we've got in the league. <laughs> he's just not on it all the time, which is a massive issue. And then the, um, thingy brothers, um, what the fuck are they called? Longstaff.
3: Oh, um, Longstaffs. Staff. Long long staff. Long
0: yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think they've got some a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. They've got some good players, but shit management, shit owners. Talking of shit management and shit owners, and I want to like we'll go back to Fulham, linking that in now. Four points, Fulham have taken from the champions this season. Four points. If you'd told a Fulham fan this year when they got promoted. Lads, you're gonna take four points from the champions. Could you imagine how buzzing <laughs> they were? And if you're a Scouser, could you imagine being told that Fulham are gonna take four points from you this season? Oh. I tweeted. I t- I tweeted it yesterday. <laughs> Any other manager in the league that would that loses six in a row at home would be sacked.
1: He's gone,
3: probably. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Why? What is like the I don't know if you boys listened to it. Uh, I'll plug to a top against today. I was listening to their weekend review this morning and I think it was Dev that said it absolutely perfectly, Klopp's arrogance is costing them this year. He's, yeah, he's had 21 centre-back partnerships this season. All right, fair enough. But not all of them have been forced for injury. He's no. seen a centre-back partnership and gone, oh, you made one slight mistake, right? You dropped. He didn't need to put Henderson and Fabinho at centre-back. If no. he'd have put left Henderson and Fabinho at centre-defensive midfield, he could have played the kids at centre-back and given them more protection. Yeah. Like and still
3: had his midfielders that he wanted.
0: Exactly, which when in theory would have left the forward line, which let's not get fucking started on that front three, because them and Dijon are the only two teams in Europe's top five leagues to not score a home goal if an open play in two thousand and twenty one. That's mad. The world's that best front free, apparently. When March not having it. when fucking March and they've not scored yet. Yes.
3: Yeah,
0: I don't get why I don't get why he's so like not getting any criticism. They, as much as they've had injuries, this is his fault. He's yeah. not developed a new system. He's stuck with this 4-3-3, which doesn't work. It's his training which is getting the players injured because they're all fucking knackered. He's been doing it for three years. He changes his centre-back partnerships every two fucking days. When Nat Phillips, for example, I think he's had some really good games. But as soon as Fabinho Henderson's injured again, he's dropped and he, bal- he ruins the balance of the team. If a player's playing well, Keep him in. Like, yeah. He, oh, he fucks me off. Like, I, I actually don't want him to get sacked because this collapse is fucking beautiful. <laughs> but there's got to be a point where the media have got to stop sucking off Jurgen Klopp and realize that he has absolutely bottled this season. Yeah. I mean,
2: do you think, as well, like, when the those two seasons where they were, you know, pretty, pretty outstanding, let's be honest, you know, the last season, season yeah. before, you know, Touching up hundred points pretty much both seasons, but I think we we mentioned then, you know, Liverpool's sort of bench and you know starting eleven wise, they could they could pretty much rival anyone. Yeah. In terms of the, in terms of the team they were putting out week in week out, but the bench at the time was, should we say a bit a bit thin on quality? Mm-hmm. Have <laughs> we have we now really really saw that this season with mm-hmm. certain injuries in certain departments how? How sort of
0: thin that bench was. Yeah, but then uh, the blame now, goes but... back to Klopp because yeah. he's the one yeah. that makes the fucking signings. They had all of January <laughs> to go and sign a centre back, and they went and signed a lad from Preston and a lad from Schalke.
3: Yeah, I'm not having these fucking oh we've had all these injuries sub stories. Like the first sub story that we get from them is oh uh, we've not had our 13 or 12th man at home our, our fans no one's had fans so no, I'm not no, having yeah. that. Fuck and off. then even then Liverpool had more fans allowed for a longer period of time than anyone else because of the lockdown, the way that the tier system worked. Yeah. So that's bullshit.
0: But do you, not remember, all, do you not remember how shit they were after <laughs> they'd won the title and after the lockdown? Yeah. They were wank in that second yeah. part of the season. They were awful. Yeah.
3: So second of all, the unlike you just said it there in terms of the signings, they had a January transfer window. And the 7-2 defeat to Aston Villa with Virgil van Dijk in the side <laughs> was a warning sign. Like that can, does not happen to a champion team. You, you don't just lose seven two, and then not only that, but when you're playing Aston Villa's kids, why are you playing your full starting eleven? Yes. Like, I'm yes. sorry, but what is he? What is he thinking? And now he's it it is coming out as if he's so devoid of criticism. I'm sorry, but he's just as much to blame as the board are for not strengthening the squad. I'm sorry, but the board haven't backed him. If, if the board have backed him by signing a, centre, a centre-back centre from Preston, didn't you say? And yep. Ozan Kabak, who was only a young... He's only 20, and he's only playing for Schalke, who are at their worst in their history at the minute. Like, they've been through, what, six managers this season or something stupid? Uh, like? They're on the sixth I mean, manager, yeah. yeah. Ridiculous. Like, so why are you signing their centre-half on loan? The champions of England. Like, <laughs> this is mental. You're the champions of England. You could, they could have gone and bought anyone. But they didn't. So I'm not having all of these people that sit there and win. Like the, the best one was a talk sport fan that came on last night and was <laughs> kicking off like, oh, well, you are all just jealous because we've won, won more European trophies. You, what? Oh, what you no, about? we didn't. Yeah, he did. He came <laughs> on. <and was> like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we well, see Man United aren't even that good a team. Mm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not talking about Man United. Eh? We're talking about Liverpool and why you've lost six home games in a row to something you've never done before. It's, not, sorry, but it's that's not not
0: even just six home games defenders. in a row. It's no. the fucking clubs that they've lost to. Yeah. Yeah. It is awful.
2: Who who put in the group chat that thing about the uh, the worst home record in English football this year or something? Ranked ninety four ranked ninety fourth out of ninety four in terms <laughs> of home records this
0: Oh, it was Josh, okay. Josh as well. You put that
1: uh, brilliant TikTok that in crew. from Crew Alexander oh, on. That's yeah. oh, amazing. That's class, that. Well done, Crew Alex, for that. Yeah. Oh, Alex. I
3: can imagine how long that will have taken them to do it, but oh, it was yeah. worth every it's second worth of how it. long it took them to do it.
0: They need, like, he needs every bit of criticism as yeah. the board, the players. The players need a massive fucking hit because mm. Salah, Mane and Firmino are fucking dog shit. And Salah's the top up. goal in the Premier League. How mental yeah. is that? He's not scored yeah, this year yeah. and he's still so credit to them up until January because obviously they were still flying. But they've had a January window, they had a summer window, they'd won the league mm. and had a summer window. I didn't and sign anyone, they signed in positions that they didn't need. They didn't need yeah. Thiago, they did not no. need Thiago. It was he's very made clear them that
3: worse,
0: yeah. He has, he and has. I'm sorry, and but.
3: They, don't, they can't come out and say, oh, but he's the best, one of the best midfielders in the world. Yeah, maybe, but not for you, he's not. Because you yeah, doesn't play it. your system. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know why. Ever, it, it feels like the last two years were a fluke. They've done an almighty Leicester and an almighty Blackburn. And they've won the, the Champions League through a favourable run. And they've won the Premier League at a canter like... City like were just off the boil, and so was everyone else. But now, it's all catching up with them. All the players have gone shit. I have to think they've given up. Mane is one of the most petulant players I've ever seen. Mane and
0: Salah look like they're ready to fight each other every single game. Yeah, they do. There's something weird weird going on there.
3: But we saw this last year. Yeah, There were all those talks coming out, oh, well, they don't pass to each other. Or those two never assist each other. And people laughed at it. And we, us included. But now, actually, hang on a minute, Jota would be better than one of those two. Like, putting putting him in instead. And now he's back from injury. They might, I don't know, might start actually scoring a few. But, because he nearly scored the other day, but... um, Not
0: what a save that was, by the way.
3: I know. But, um, at the end of the day, they've not been backed in either transfer market with the signings that you would expect from a league-winning team. And... But why is that? Are they so skint that they can't buy players? How much money is the Champions League brought in for them? And how much money has the Premier League win brought in for them? And new sponsorship deals. And they're supposedly big in China now. and all. Isn't,
0: wasn't the Nike deal like the second biggest in the world, only to our Adidas deal? Mm, yeah, that's so, right. Yeah, so they've got money. To me, the owners... Obviously, the owners give them money because they've spent big on Salah. they spent big on Mane. they spent big on Thiago. They bought fucking Allison and Van Dijk for god knows how much. Yes, well, it was yes, it was net spend.
3: This is it. Yeah. The, but
0: the owners are obviously happy to spend money. Like if the money's there, they'll spend it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And if they sell I reckon one of Salomani will be gone this summer.
3: Oh yeah. Definitely. I
0: think I think we're clearly seeing that one of those two are going to be probably heading to Spain, if we're being realistic. Yeah. Um so they'll get 50, 60 million for one of them two, and they'll probably spend and they'll be like, Oh yeah, it was net spend, it was net spend. Fuck off, you're still spent you still yeah. being backed. End yeah. of the day, the owners do not trust Jurgen Klopp. Because if they did, how they'd how give him they? money. Yeah. If they did, yeah, they'd they they give him them, money. Yeah. And Klopp, unfortunately, and I'm gonna say this, and people aren't gonna like it, he did this at Dortmund. He got them yeah. so far and he just couldn't do it any further. Yeah. Tuchel was the one that got Dortmund silverware. Yeah. And we're seeing it now where Klopp has got his first piece of silverware, and he's he I think he maybe he's has dis- been disinterested disinterested like fair enough he's lost his mother like condolences mm. that is really unfortunate Allison's just lost his father again like that is just horrible it's to go good. through in a season yeah. but there was 25 games before all that yeah there's no excuses for what they are doing right now
3: yeah this is it it just I think you're right about Klopp I think he's disinterested now he'll pro- if he doesn't go straight to Real Madrid this summer he'll take a sabbatical he'll walk away and get his head right for a bit um, maybe Madrid will wait for him and they'll give Zidane a new, another year. Um, mm. I can't, yeah, I can't see it, but they're they almost ready to take him now, aren't they? Yeah, and it, it almost feels like they will take him either that, or depending on Germany's performance in this summer's Euros, uh, they'll get rid of Love and bring in Klopp. So he, he could have his choice between his two dream jobs this summer, yeah. Um, so I can't I saw an article yesterday or this morning and it was talking about uh the board need Liverpool need to back Klopp this summer. I'm thinking to myself, he's not gonna be there this summer, like he's he's definitely gonna go. And
0: they're not and if they do like they won't back him unless they sell. No. And you won't the for the money that they'll get for their players now, they won't get any better. No. There's no one out and, there. There's no one out there that can come in and replace what Salah and Mane can do when they're firing.
3: I could see potentially maybe a few swap deals with some of Barcelona's players um, because they're both clubs who don't want to spend money because uh, mm. Barcelona haven't got any and by the looks of it, neither of Liverpool. But Liverpool may do well out of getting someone like Usman Dembele or Umtiti to come in and Barcelona would do well out of having Salah or Mane, wouldn't they? Because so. fucking
0: honestly, like I want, I hope, to, I hope they sign him to, to Fucking <laughs> gash.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but is he as bad as Kabak?
0: Well, no, Kabak's only a loan. That's the best no. part of it.
1: No, there you go.
0: Kabak's on loan. Like he's gone in. That a few was months. a
1: smart deal. Yeah. Thank God they didn't buy him. Like from a Liverpool fan point of view, thank God that's just a loan. <laughs> like, well, that's, that's it. One, the one good thing to take from that. The one that they've paid money for hasn't even played yet.
3: Yeah, which is mad. So, he's obviously not ready. So, why buy him now? If he's a development project, buy him in the summer when you've got the but funds. He's, like, but he's not know, he's not even that young.
0: I am swear, Kabak's younger than him.
3: Yeah, he is. He's like 26. Yeah, so, he, like, so surely
0: he's the ready one then.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, this is it. People were like, oh, they're Who buying a this? nice youth prospect that from, ben prom, Davis. from uh, Preston. Oh, and then it turns out, well, he's 26. He's not that much of a youth prospect. Yeah,
0: I, th- okay. I thought he was about 24 or something. But, yeah, he's definitely older than Kabak. But, like mm. like I said, like Nat Phillips... Was doing brilliant, playing. Yeah, like give him protection by putting Henderson for being in front of him, and now look, they're both injured. I think I saw Firmino's injured now as well. Which oh,
1: so, God, it's training. It. Ah. Do
0: you remember Arsenal a good few years ago? Same happened with Arsenal. Mm. They'd always drop off in training, and it was always Wenger's fault. Wenger's training, it's ruining the players. So where's this energy with Klopp now?
3: Media darling, <laughs> that's all it is.
0: Yeah, speaking of media darlings, Dale. Bruno Fernandes Manchester United to City nil 21 game winning streak beaten by the now 21 unbeaten streak away from home the red side of manchester the league might be blue but manchester will always be red
2: <laughs> uh, i'll i'll be
1: honest
2: i, I didn't expect that no. I did not expect that <laughs> no, <kidding>. yesterday. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, going off, and going off the predictions we all put, yeah, <laughs> it was, it, we expected a one-sided game, didn't we? But, yeah. I mean, we all had
3: at least a two-goal deficit, but for the wrong team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: But fair folks to Ollie uh, and the team. Mm. You know, it was helpful. We, we obviously got the early goal. But we I, just, I thought we fully deserved that. Um, yesterday, I mean, there was there was there was times where you know City did have a lot of the ball, but Sterling ended up on the end of the crosses, so that was always helpful for us because he just he just doesn't score against us, does he? Oh, but, shit, yesterday,
3: oh, you know, yeah, there
2: was there was times where City had a lot of the ball. You know, they did create a bit, you know, some good chances, but you know, we we did look threatening, and when we and, and then we sort of started the second half, we did we did get a lot of space you know there was there was I mean marshall could have easily made it 3.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: we, I um, don't know. Which by mean, the
2: way I thought Martial was absolutely fantastic yesterday. Yeah,
0: that was his only blemish for me yesterday that miss. Yeah.
2: Um but yeah I don't know what Ollie does during the week but he's pulled it off again. We've done it again. But I mean I, I, does it do anything for the title? Probably not. Still, eleven points. It's still too too big of a gap, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. we will uh, we will take the glory of yesterday's result. Yeah. Um, stranger
0: things stranger things have happened. They have. Stranger yeah, things have happened. It. We we've bottled a twelve point lead before. With ten games yeah. to go,
2: we have. You, you, you got to think City are probably going to have to go on like a, a Liverpool esque sort of yeah. run yeah. right now, um, and we've got to keep winning. Yeah, um, yeah. To, for that to happen, and we've only got about ten games left or so, but.
0: Um, Do you want to
3: hear City's running? Go
2: on,
0: give it it's, towards... it's brutal, isn't it?
3: No, it's not. Oh, is it not? <laughs> is it, is, is it ours
0: that's brutal? Yeah. I know one of us have got a brutal running.
3: So City have got Southampton, Fulham, Leicester. So that's a difficult one, Leicester, away. But it's not really that difficult because Leicester is shit in the minute. Uh, Leeds, Villa, Palace, Chelsea, Newcastle, Brighton, Everton.
0: Right, okay, so congratulations, Manchester City, on uh, winning the Premier League. Uh, fully, fully deserved. It's yeah. mad. Like when you compare the last Derby and they said on commentary, it was eight versus ninth when they came yeah. to Old Trafford. Mm. Um, and now February came and like, all right, we were third, but that's because of Leicester's win. But now it's first versus second again. Yeah. Uh, b- before I come to you, Lee, for a bit of uh, joyous, I, I just want to bring it down a notch and just wonder what the hell is going on with them last three performances that we've had as United We went through three full games of nil-nils, not threatening to attack. That Palace game, especially, was one of the worst games of football I think I've ever watched. We didn't look threatening at all. I didn't think we are going to score a goal in fucking four hours of play, never mind 90 minutes. Mm. And then we jump out the blocks against Man City, score an early penalty. Shaw could have made it two within fucking six minutes, who, once again, I thought was... Absolutely excellent,
3: outstanding.
0: He solidified yeah. himself as England's number one, as far as I'm concerned, yesterday. Yeah, Has that was that was an absolutely perfect performance from Luke Shaw yesterday, yeah. like unbelievable. Um, but we could have made it two, Martial could have made it three. Um, there was a couple of chances that Rashford wasted. Um, yeah. who again, I get, thought was really poor again. Yeah, he was. Um, so something he's not fit. We saw it on that, um, on the goal for the penalty. His first jump, he was holding his back as soon as he landed. Yeah. So, whether it's back injury or a shoulder injury, he's not fit. Rest him. Rest yeah. him. We've got Doesn't the players now. Play. I think Dan James, when he was used yesterday, was good. Yeah. Um, again, but just we did everything through the left, which is maybe because of Luke Shaw. So, James is a bit unlucky in that respect. Yeah. Um, but what I want to see from United now is that energy against everyone. Yeah. Because if we play like that against anyone else in the league, no one can touch us.
3: No. Which is frustrating when some of the results that we've oh, had. I was like I was gonna lead on, recently, on to that league. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I it's it 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 it's all it's so frustrating it almost hurts. So, so when you look at Palace nil nil, yeah like there's two points dropped Chelsea. Chelsea nil-nil, which we should have had a penalty that's four points. Uh beat Newcastle Arsenal, 3-1. Nil. West Brom 1-1. Ugh. There's another that's six points. Uh Sheffield, Everton three points dropped, yeah. yeah that was 3-3 three, three, three. even then Everton last minute equalizer. That's two points that's eight points. Uh 9-0 against Southampton that's solidified Arsenal <laughs> away, when they were shocking. Yeah. That's 10 points. Sheffield United
0: that's what I mean. Like, what's going t- on there?
3: That's thirteen points. If we'd
0: have had that energy, we, we should have won all of those games. We, we should have won that game yesterday and gone top of the Premier League.
3: Yeah, yeah, we should have.
0: Yeah. Like that—that that is how we should have gone. But complacently, and for full credit of what Ali did yesterday, he needs full slating for what he's done previously, because mm. them games that we drew or lost were not very many individual errors. A few of them were. I can remember Harry Maguire having a stinker against West Brom. Yeah, uh, and Harry Maguire having a stinker against Everton, and Harry Maguire having a stinker against Sheffield United, and uh, <laughs> um, but he's he's still very late to make changes and some of his tactics, and I'm not buying that players like Rashford, Martial, Cavani, Greenwood, Bruno are not told to play like that on a weekly basis. You're not telling me that we play conservative against Chelsea and Palace, but yeah, we go all guns blazing against Man City. If anything, it should be the opposite.
3: Yeah. yeah. So, and to be honest, one thing that really, really frustrates me is seeing Rashford, Martial, Greenwood in front of the goal or in, at the edge of the box and not shooting. Yeah. I, I just can't get my head around it. You're a You not see player. Martial
0: shots yesterday. Yeah. Fucking yeah. don't want him to shoot. I
3: know. <laughs> <laughs> well... Out of everyone in the team, the only player I don't want to shoot is Fred. Uh, I've never seen him get a shot on target before in my life. But (laughs) apart from that one, he scored against City. Um, But those players, your manager was renowned for his finishing.
1: Mm
3: -hmm. Just get, get them on the pitch with Cavani and just teach them all. If you're in this position and you've got half a yard, just hit it. It could go anywhere.
0: That's what I like about Mace. Mace just say, He'll shoot like, it from why anywhere. why not? I know. But the thing, and then to counter-argument, because I do agree with you, Rashford was, we were too critical of Rashford doing that last season. Like, Rashford yeah. seems to have done a 180 where he was shooting too much last season, and now he doesn't pull the trigger unless there's three men in front of him. Mm-hmm. Because it looks like he's ran out of options.
3: Yeah, and I guess it's it's one of them where it's kind of like, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't sometimes. Yeah, of course it is. But, at the minute, we're damned because we don't and we don't shoot enough. Like, But yeah. one thing I did want to bring it round to at the minute, past four games for Man United, zero goals conceded in all competitions. Now, people can sit and slander Maguire all they want, um, but is he not one of England's best-performing centre-backs at the moment? Is he not one of the best-performing centre-backs in the league at the moment, considering he's played every minute of every game? Oh, you can't argue with that. He's not conceded against Chelsea, he's not conceded against <clears throat> City, not conceded in the champion in the Europa League.
0: To to counter, because I will, because I don't like Harry Maguire. <laughs> I think Lindelof and Baye have been good. I don't, I personally don't get the Lindelof hate as much as everyone else does because I think he's the more stable of the two. Uh, yeah. m- maybe I'm misreading things wrong, and I, I could be wrong on that one. But for me, Lindelof is the more stable of him and Maguire. Shaw and Wan-Bissaka, for all my critics of Wan-Bissaka going forward, defensively is the best in the league. I'd argue probably best in the world in terms yeah. of defensive right-backs. I don't think there's many better. Shaw is the best in the league. And I can't believe I'm going to say this. Our goalkeepers have been fucking brilliant.
2: Well, yeah. I, I was going to say, I mean, the reason why because, you know not conceded... The last four games, we had Dean Henderson in that net for three of yeah, them. Yeah, so. exactly.
0: And the one that Dean Henderson wasn't in there for was where the Chelsea game where De Gea made yeah. an unreal save.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: I, th- I tell you what, though, and my brother was speaking to me about this, about De Gea and his commitment to the club at the moment. So, controversially, De Gea's been given, what, is it four or five weeks compassionate leave? Well, not compassionate leave, like paternity leave. Mm. To yeah, go yeah. And, and spend time with his newborn baby, which is fair enough. Like, you know, you've first yeah. child, whatever. Allison not lost his.
3: his first. Is it not his first? I thought it was his first. not his first. I don't think it
0: is. Oh, okay. Well, either way, it's a, it's a newborn baby. Alison lost his father and was gone for two games and has come back. I don't know, and my brother said this, whether De Gea is, is as committed as he used to be anymore. Because to go home now, my counter argument to this was we can let De Gea go for four or five weeks because we've got Dean Henderson, who is perfect competition for him. It Allison, is his if he child, was got
3: by the way, sorry, just right,
0: Yeah, I, I honestly wasn't sure if Allison went for four or five games, Liverpool would be even more fucked than they actually are. Although Allison is a cause of their problems at the moment because of how poor he's been. But if we lost, like, we can afford to lose De Gea. We can afford to lose De Gea permanently, as far as I'm concerned.
3: Because I'm I'm honestly happy for us to cash in now. I De- think... Dean
0: Henderson, you said it there, Dale. Like, yeah. Henderson's been in there for three of them, four clean sheets. I yeah. think he's outstanding me. And it's yeah, a shame he that he I doesn't... Do. It's a shame he's not He's not going to play much more when Ollie brings back David because he's got this love affair for David De Gea. Because mm-hmm. um, if Henderson was playing religiously and week in, week out, he'd probably be England's number one.
2: I don't know, you know, if... If if Henderson keeps this up, you know, I I don't know how many games De Gea is going to miss.
3: I think it was five he's going to miss.
0: I read five,
2: yeah. Yeah. yeah, Long shot, but say we kept five clean sheets. De Gea comes back. De Gea comes back.
3: and out of the realms of possibility, that.
2: Yeah. It's, you know, he comes back and it's like, well, I'm sorry, mate, but...
0: (laughs) Hendo, Hendo's you going know, to be sat there a, like, go and
2: drop me. I dare you. He's done a job yeah. in your absence, you know. He's the form player at the minute. Yeah. Until until something happens, you know, until you, you you've missed so many weeks of training as whatever as well. It'd be like, until you sort of hundred percent sharpness again, you'll be on the bench for the for the time being. But um uh, I say you see he's he's coming, Henderson, and you know, fair play to him, he's. Uh, He's done a pretty, pretty fucking good job. He's so eyes.
0: confident in it. He? Yeah, oh, he's, he's class. so confident in his own ability. It, it's, it's his calmness. He look. He's so unorthodox. He doesn't yeah. look like a natural keeper. The way he moves no. around the box, the way he, he tries to catch everything, it's so unusual. Uh, I mean, but, I know there was one shot yesterday that he just kind of like fisted out, which I wasn't yeah, too. I think I wasn't too confident. Yeah. There, yeah as far as I'm concerned, it, as long as it's going out, if he's confident, it's going to go behind him. I'm not asked because we didn't concede mm-hmm. from it in the end. Um, but even the I love crosses, he's number one for me. Yeah,
2: I mean, even the crosses yeah. they were putting in, it was. He came out with like authority. You know, it, yeah. as soon as he, as soon as he took a yard, he was going, he was going all out to get that ball. You know, mm-hmm. um, there was a couple towards the end of the game, which, you know, De Gea, not De Gea, um, De Bruyne and Zinchenko were um, yeah, whipping yeah. in on that side. Um, and at that moment in the game, you need your keeper to just come mm-hmm. out. Sort of take control of that sort of situation there, and you know he did it towards the end of the game there. I mean, he did it all through the game to be fair.
0: There's been um, a few occasions where he's really done what De Gea wouldn't do.
2: Yeah, like you said, coming
0: agree. coming for crosses, staying low. I remember the the Palace game. I think it was Van Aanholt had that Han- last Han-Holt, second yeah. chance, and me and my brother texted each other exactly the same time De Gea that. Yeah,
3: because
0: he probably does because he probably turns away from it. He's got his legs wide open. Whereas Henderson, he was tall, he was strong. He gave him mm-hmm. nothing. Um it's you know weird.
3: what? I was just going to say, it, it's really nice to see a player like Henderson getting a chance and absolutely taking it. Mm. Like, you, you get these situations quite often where there's an injury to a key player and it allows a younger one to step up and like really stake a claim and they don't quite do it. Maybe they're they're not as confident or they just don't quite get the look of the green, the rub of the green. But Henderson is just taking it as if his life depended on it. And that's what I want to see from a Man United goalkeeper. Um, And if he carries on, he he won't just be Man United's number one goalkeeper. He'll be England's number one goalkeeper. Uh, Because Jordan Pickford... He's too erratic in his form. That penalty he gave away today was a bit rash. Yeah. Um,
1: he was let down by his defence a lot. Yeah, yeah did, like see, did you see the save he
0: made from uh, Marcus yes. Alonso? Beautiful yeah, save. That. That. That's where that Pickford is excellent. Pickford's yeah. reactions when it comes to saving yeah. are excellent. Pickford's reactions when it comes to being anywhere near another player are awful.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, You can trust Henderson's temperament more than you can, Dean, uh Jordan Pickford. And that's and, why And De Gea's
0: as well. I, I prefer Henderson's yeah. passion over De Gea. We said yeah, it I with the, the Sheffield United game where he got touched by Billy Sharp and he went, Oh ref, he touched me. I can imagine Henderson screaming in the ref's face to yeah. a point where he would kind of doubt himself and force him to go over to VAR, in yeah. which case that goal would have been overturned. Yeah. But uh, Josh, I want to come to you, mate. As a, as you did with us with the um, the Merseyside derby, as a completely unbiased Evertonian,
1: your thoughts? I was massively shocked. Like Dale said, you know, all of our predictions were that it was going to be at least a two-goal deficit in, in favour of Man City. I was I was out yesterday for the second half. I only watched the first half, but when I got home, I was half. You know, I was expecting them to. to a, Broken back into the game and, if not overpowered you and, and, and beating you at least by a goal. But because, you know, the the form that we've seen them in recently, and I've said in previous podcasts, I didn't ever expect them to lose another game till the end of the season. I actually thought that they, they were quite capable of going to the end of the season without losing.
2: Mm. Uh,
1: so I was massively shocked yesterday to see that you'd won that so comfortably in the scoreline as well. I know that they had chances and. Um, but, you know, you got a clean sheet. How many teams get clean sheets against Man City this year? Or or at least, you know, in the past 15 games, like not many people get a clean sheet against Man City. Mm-hmm. You might even be the first. I don't know my stats, but you might be the first. Well, they've
0: won. Well, it's I mean, at least 21 because they've won 20 games in a row. Yeah. So it's, no. it's at least the last 20 games that no one's kept a clean sheet against them.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I think... The victory is one thing. The clean sheet, though, is phenomenal. I wouldn't have ever have expected your, you know, a fantastic Man United side. Like you're having a good season, I, I still wouldn't have expected you to stop that that team. The quality that they've got. So, just would...
3: in the league, the last time Man City kept a clean sheet in the Premier League, so they may have sorry that. They may have had a team keep a clean sheet against them in another competition, but in the Premier League alone, it was. You
0: can, you're going to say us, aren't you?
3: Manchester United. <laughs> I
0: knew it was
3: <laughs> on the 12th of December. There you go. So, so
1: you've kept two clean sheets against them this season. Yeah, we've taken yeah. we've taken four points off them this season. Yeah, which That's is then even impressive. more
0: it's even more frustrating then because of how shit we've been against the other top six. I think Bruno said it absolutely perfect. Like. Yeah, great result, but let's not get carried away. It's a sprint. We got one early goal against Spurs and lost 6-1. We've not turned up against any of the other big six, which last season we did. And it was the minor teams that cost us. This season, we've been brilliant against the minor teams. I don't minor teams. Sorry, over 14. Don't mean to call you that. Um, but not the big six. We've been great against them. And then poor against when it matters. Um, definite progression as far as I'm concerned with United. Yeah. Um, and it
3: solidifies us in second which for a top four race that's kind of hotting up quite a lot was yeah. really important especially after Leicester managed to turn that result around um, yeah, which good win for Leicester. That good win for about. Leicester
0: Brilliant, that was excellent Wikipedia facts. yeah I was about yeah. to say it's a Wikipedia <laughs> um, which leads us perfectly on to you know what
2: under 18s yeah we are a lot of you. No, you just it's just not something you do. No. Just, no, not just not that week. Here we go. Oh, dickhead of the week. Dickhead of the week.
0: My not dick of the week comes from Germany this weekend. And it is Paolo Ottavio who plays for Wolfsburg. Now, I don't know if you've any boys have seen this, but Wolfsburg are playing Hoffenheim away this weekend.
2: Oh, man, and I've seen
0: this. You have seen this. They were 2-1 down. They were 2-1 down by half-time. And I can't remember the play that was running through on goal. It was one of the Hoffenheim forwards. It might have been um, ball Gartner. Uh Basically, the goalkeeper come up for a corner and the classic counter-attack. Now, it's a 95th minute. Wolfsburg are losing 2-1. It's the last kick of the game. All the striker's got to do is roll the ball into the net. He runs with it about 30 yards. And then Otavio, fucking idiot, just <laughs> clatters him from behind, gets a straight red card, is now suspended for the next three games.
1: Yes, I did see that. I'm
0: just, I'm yeah. just
1: watching it now. He absolutely uh, pastes yeah. him.
0: <laughs> oh, like if your team is 1 1 and it's the 95th minute.
1: It's a scissor. It's yeah. a scissor. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if if you're one-one or if if you're one-nil up, or even if you're two-one down, and it's like the 70th minute and whatever, your keeper's gone for walkabouts. Fair enough. You've got 20 minutes to salvage something, but you've just suspended yourself for the next three games.
2: I'm, I'm not gonna. I thought it was a cup game.
0: No, no, and it's Bundesliga game. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I thought
2: when I first saw it. I thought it was a cup game. And whatever, and he was he was doing the ultimate shit it you know, just fucking <laughs> just taking this player out, taking the red card and, and whatnot. But yeah, I've seen it. no league <laughs> game. But they're it, sitting they're sitting in third at the minute. Wolves. Yeah, game. now this mean. this could cost them a couple if he if he's as you say he's out for three games or whatever. They say they say you know they lose the next three games. Yeah, or whatever. And he's he's contributed you know so so much so this season so far. And it's like well. That is a bit of an idiotic decision to make. but What a knob. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And like I've seen people online today comparing it to the uh, Valverde red card in the Copa del Rey final a couple of years ago against Atletico Madrid. All right. First of all, it's in the Copa del Rey. Second of all, Real Madrid were winning the game. Yeah. Like Valverde made that brilliant tackle to stop Atletico from uh, tying it up (laughs) and going to extra time. Absolute genius smart foul, even to the point where Simeone was shaking his hand after it because he knew... He knew what that tackle meant. Yeah, Atavio was just fucking lost his head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he wraps his legs around him. It's it's like
0: <laughs> it's a proper scissor. You don't see many scissor tackles like that. No, it
1: was a perfectly no. executed one.
0: I don't yeah. know why it's impressive. Isn't? Oh yeah. yeah. I don't know why the striker didn't shoot. Like, all yeah. he has to do is
1: just side for that in. 3-1, oh, He was trying to walk it in one. He, he, was. he, was, a he bit, was. He was being shit out. He, he was
2: shit scared of missing an open net. Yeah, he, he probably was, was. To yeah. He fucking half a foot from the goal <laughs> tapping that in, didn't
1: he? wanted yeah, to do that, that head roll in. you can get yeah, it onto yeah. the <laughs> in the
0: gym. But yeah, Paulo Otavio, my comfortably, my yeah. dick of the week. That is just stupid.
3: <laughs> I've got a nice, easy one. Granit well, jacker okay. <laughs> easy what are you doing don't leather your ball across your own box
0: yeah <laughs> Simple. awful, Done. Line, it? awful. <laughs> you taught that from day one of football like even a, i know that and a, i never played play to football. the whistle b don't play in front of your own box yeah, yeah. He's, I,
2: he's, um... he has been prone to that though Annie he, jacker he's just yeah. he is he's a liability in it he? he's
1: he is. He's not. He's not good enough for. Well, he's he's good enough for the current Arsenal squad. He's not good enough for the leg legacy of Arsenal. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, you know, he would have not. He wouldn't have even made the Arsenal third team. I don't think back in the day when they had the Invincibles and you know, the, the unbelievable players. You know that we could round off forever. But um, yeah, he's he is a liability. They've got a couple of liabilities in that team. Yeah. Yeah. I've not really got a nomination for Dickhead of the Week now. I mean, I didn't know about your your German League one, and up until we mentioned it earlier, I didn't even see the um, the Granite Xhaka one. I've seen it now. Um, I, I, I'll just throw out. A, it's not going to even win, but I'm just going to throw out Jordan Pickford for his daft penalty that he gave away tonight. There was Always no a need. safe bet.
3: There was yeah. no, yeah,
1: no, no need to do it. And as soon as they got the penalty and went two nil up, it was game over, game set and match. At one nil, you've always got a chance, haven't you? And we were creating the odd chance, but Pickford put it to bed. So for me, he's, you know, he's, because there's not really anything else I can nominate, I'm going to go for Jordan. I'm going to.
0: I'm just going to throw in another one, uh, Chris Collins, because he's probably going to make us, edit this and make us look like mugs.
1: So <laughs> get it in early before. Yeah, just get it, it in there. <laughs> I'm gonna nominate Ian because he never listens to us. <laughs> <laughs> so, and so he's not gonna hear it. So let's yeah. slide him up. <laughs>
0: Dale, you've got uh, any mate?
2: Uh, I'll, no, I would, I would, I would similar to Josh. I didn't really have one uh, this week, to be honest. But,
1: but you uh, get the all important decision. I know, decision I know. For. And
2: to be honest, I, I, the one Danny's put forward, Octavio, um, get in. Say, I say I I did say I personally thought it was a cup game, not not a league game. So I don't know. It just makes it even more bizarre and weird, to be honest. But um, yeah, what an absolute it, idiot, to be honest. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think uh, I think that's a, a resounding win um, yeah. for uh, Dickhead of the week. You
1: uh, know Hops what, Downing. as well. You know what, mate. I think not only is his. Scissor snap like worthy of dickhead of the week quite easily, and rightfully so. You've made the right decision there, but he should also be dickhead of the week because his name makes him sound like a yogurt.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: and That's not where I was expecting that. Oh, to be. <laughs> you know
2: what? We could end on that though. Fucking hell, <laughs> <out>, right. <laughs> Right, no cool.
3: more cue the that. music. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to us. You can subscribe on Spotify, Anchor, Apple and Google Podcasts, and all other major podcast stations. Also, you can find us on YouTube. Just search for Four Max One Toffee, and please follow us on social media at We Are Four M One T.